and go live here on Zoom. And I want to welcome everybody to the Empress Festival. I think this is our fifth Empress Festival that we've been doing. This we started in 2017. So we are almost at three years that we've been doing this festival. And it just gets better and better. And today is no different. I've got some amazing uh, speakers for you today to learn all about the ascension process, to help you on your spiritual journey, um, to help with negative thinking, and so much more. So I wanted to go ahead and introduce myself, uh, what Holistic Fashionista is all about, and what to uh, expect at today's event. So uh, my name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista. We are a magazine, and the women that you're going to meet today are all contributors to that magazine. And the topic that we are exploring is fifth dimensional living. So we will be going into great depth about what fifth dimensional living is, how you can incorporate it into your life, uh, what third dimensional living is, and how to get out of victim mentality and into a more harmonious balance within yourself, get out of victimhood, get out of fear, and into your divine path, and most importantly, step into your higher calling. So I am a firm believer that the age of Aquarius is going to be one of the most magical transformations that the planet is ever going to, ex going to experience, and that transformation started in the late 2012. So for the next 2,000 years, we are going to be in a frequency where, where, we, where we will all be taking ownership of our master teacher role. So if you are joining us here today and you're on that spiritual path, then you are definitely being called to step into your higher calling and be of service to those who seek your services. So my goal for us today is that you Grab your notebook because you're going to probably learn some things that you have not learned before. I want you to also take note of any of the speakers that you resonate with. I will personally say that my spiritual journey happened when I went to my first healer. Um, being a triple earth sign, I'm a very logical, practical, right brain person. And if I can go down the spiritual rabbit hole, so can you. So if there is going to be speakers here today that you resonate with what they're saying, I would take note to who they are. They will also be leaving their Instagram and their websites below this video. So if you haven't joined us in our Empress Festival group here on Facebook, I would recommend that you go ahead and join that group. It's absolutely free and connect with the speakers there. Uh, but again, you can also find them in Holistic Fashionista Magazine. It uh, comes out every quarter. But our goal here today is that you leave with knowledge and some kind of sacred wisdom that propels you forward. Um, it could just be a quote that we say. It could be a strategy or technique that we share today. But these are so the women that are here today are basically people that I stalk on Instagram. So I am always an avid learner of different modalities. Um, I am a firm believer that we, there is infinite amount of keys that open infinite amount of doors. And just because you don't have the key yet, um, you're well on your way to opening up new portals within yourself. So I want to encourage you to be open-minded. Fifth dimensional living is about being open-minded. This is not about judgment. This is not about, oh, that can't happen. That's not true. This is about anything is possible if you become a vibrational match to that key. And once you have that key and you walk down that you open that door, guess what? A whole bunch of other doors open too. So my goal for the Empress Festival is that we open some doors today, that we find you um, a mentor or a coach or a blog or a website or someone to follow on Instagram that's gonna take you to the next level. So without further ado, make sure that you turn off your phone. 
um, unless you're watching this on your phone, <laughs> have a notebook and paper, and we're going to get this party started. We're going to be going for two hours. We're going to be um, talking about all different subjects, you guys, and I am blurry right now, so okay there. And uh, so we're going to go in for two hours. If you cannot um, stay for the entire two-hour festival, the replay will be absolutely free. It'll be on the Facebook group. Uh, the Empress Festival, and it will also be on the Holistic Fashionista um, fan page. So if you want to come and revisit it and watch the rest of it, you might want to just go ahead and save the video for you to watch later on. All right, that's my spiel. I'm sticking to it. I want to go ahead and take this opportunity now to introduce to you my fabulous spiritual mentors and guides, um, women out in the world who are have been through trauma and life has kicked their booty and has led them to where they are today. They all own their own businesses. They're all here to help other people raise their own frequency and live their truth. So I'm just gonna go ahead and go around the group here and I'm going to start with Robin. Robin, can you please take a moment to, I'm trying to unmute you here. Yeah. There you go. Take a moment. Hi, to <laughs> take a moment to introduce yourself. What do you do and where can we find you? Hi, so uh, uh, my name is Robin Ritz. I'm located in the woods of Connecticut in New England here in the States. Um, my day job, I'm creative visionary for a netting manufacturer, which is a family business that I run with my sister, who's the CEO. So that's second generation of netting manufacturing. Um, I'm also entrepreneur of my own business called Sleepless Dream, which was started about 20 years ago. Uh, it's a website that hosts my artwork inspirational quotes and whatever, whenever I can get something up there. Um, a certified creativity coach, a Kaizen Muse creativity coach. So certified with helping people set goals, identify what their dreams are, and then the Kaizen piece is breaking it down to small steps, getting past the overwhelm, and really getting to live the life of your dreams. Um, I take my own advice. I'm a singer-songwriter, so I'm today actually just released in honor of the day. Today's the day for the Feast of Mary Magdalene. So after three years of working on a song, I've released my song, so you can find Holy Holy on YouTube, on iTunes, and it really celebrates women. It does celebrates Divine Feminine, so it's like really perfect that we're all here today for that. Oh so, my God. Thank you. So excited to have you. Thank you, Robin. What is, the, what is your URL for your website? Um, the URL for the website is sleeplessdream.com. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Robin. I can't Thank wait you, to dive into your My pleasure. knowledge. Okay. So let's go to Robin. Go ahead. Oh, excuse me. Jessica. Hello. Hello. I'm so glad to have you here, Jessica. Um, I know I've been following you for a while on Instagram. You always have amazing posts. I resonate so much with your frequency. Let the world know what it is that you do, how you can support them, and what your website address is. Yeah, thanks. It's so wonderful to be here with all these amazing ladies and saying a big love to everyone watching. So I'm Jessica Valor. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, so I'm in the South um, in the States. I am a master healer, a spiritual mentor, and I have a show called The Jessica Valor Show, so I'm the host of that, and I'm the founder of The Healers Academy and Ascension Business Mastermind, so I really help people get into alignment um, with themselves, their mind, body, spirit, and then also how they want to bring forward how they're going to really show up in the world. 
Awesome. So I'm assuming you work with women um, starting their own business? I do. I work with conscious-based, spiritually-based entrepreneurs, men and women um, come to me to really take those next steps. So I work with people who are spiritual seekers and also spiritual leaders. There really is that one road, but we're all in different paths on that one road. So I meet people where they are, and that's where the Healers Academy and my different programs um, really come into place to help people go to that space for themselves. Awesome. And what is your URL? It's my name. So it's really easy. It's jessicavalor.com. Perfect. Thanks so much for being here, Jessica. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Libby. Hello. Hello. Hi, Libby. Take a moment to please introduce yourself. Hi. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, great. Sorry. I had the headset on today. Um, I'm Libby. Hi, everybody. Lovely to be here. Love all the energy there everyone's giving out. Just perfect for today. Um, I am a quantum alignment coach. Um, I help people, men and women as well, both get into their alignment with their souls. Mm. Um, I really love to pop people's personal bubbles. I want to make sure that they know that they don't have to live in a little tiny bubble all their entire life, that they can actually pop it themselves and experience life in a completely different level, completely different plane of existence to help them go from 3D to 5D all on their own. <laughs> I'm also a leather artist and I run a business with my husband. Um, we travel from festival to festival selling our leather wares. Um, I am from South Africa, so I do have an accent. Um, but then again, you guys all have accents to me as well. So <laughs> just you know, fair is fair here. <laughs> uh, is that where you are in the world? You're in South Africa? No, I am here in Massachusetts right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love your energy. Thank you so much for being here, Libby. And what's your URL? It is Libby, L-I-B-B-I-I, armstrong.com. Perfect. Thanks for being here, Chica. Bye. We'll see you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to Raja. Hello, hello. You go ahead and spotlight your video. Hi, so welcome to the Empress Festival. So excited to have you here, Chica. Thank you. Um, so yeah, my name is Raja. I am in Bend, Oregon, um, transplant from the East Coast. Um, I've been here for 15 years, raising my children um, and enjoying the beauty that is in this area. Um, mm. I, my business is Mystical Healing Guide, um, and it's pretty all-encompassing. I am an Ascension coach. Um, I practice quantum healing, um, but my tools that I use, um, I'm a medium, so um, I offer channeled guidance um, from my guides, um, messages that spirit gives me for the person that I'm working with. Um, I also am a crystal therapist and a quantum healer. I'm certified Reiki master. Um, I also have a background in psychology. So I kind of use all of my tools to assist my, um, the people that I work with, my team, um, in quickening their ascension process. Um, I do a lot of trauma healing. Um, I use tarot cards. Um, I'm a priestess in Balo, which is from the Congo and um, from the Congo Basin originally. And that was brought out and um, is now expressed in many different ways in many different cultures as um, Umbanda in Brazil, Santeria in Cuba, um, in different um, 
areas of the world that's recognized as, as a different um, way of expression, expressing the, the one uh, craft, I guess you could say. So I do a lot of divination. I work with shells. I work with um, pendulum. I work with tarot cards. Um, and again, um, my own guides that uh, support me in giving channeled messages for my people. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but we've only introduced like four of you guys and just like quite quite the uh, set of skills that we've got going on here from songwriter to uh, divination. To sh I'm curious about the shell. So I'm going to save that question because I really want to know about that. I'm like, no, I don't hear about, I people talking about crystals all the time, but not so much the shell. So thank you so much for being here, Rachel. I'm, I'm super excited that you're here. Yeah. And my website is um, www.mysticalhealing.guide. .guide. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Put that down. Okay, cool. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, Stephanie. Longtime gal pal. So excited that you're here, Chica. Yeah, me too. So my name is Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Fox, and I am basically, to sum it all up and all the things that I do, a transformative success coach. So I help women claim their purpose, their power, and transform their lives into something of their wildest dreams. So that's a big passion of mine. I am from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So that's where I am right now in my lovely forest going on. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta like bring this to me in my home. So I am currently, I've been in the coaching industry for about eight years now. I have had my own business for, since I was 19. So it's coming on, oh, a lot of years, a lot of years now. <laughs> and I am, starting to use uh, for the past about year and a half, something called human design to help with my, um, with my success coaching and transformation coaching. So um, human design has changed my life in many, many, many different ways. So I'm excited to share a little bit about human design and to get human design out there to more people. Um, and yeah, you can find me at, Stephanie Fox or stephanie-fox.com and that's Stephanie with an F. And then two X's for Fox, right? Right. Because <laughs> she's double hot, you know. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am a client of Stephanie. She, I had my human design done for her, so done by her. So I'm excited to dive into that and let everybody know um, more about what it is. I think everybody's kind of like heard of it, but it's really very in-depth um, platform or I don't know what you call it, like reading that you get when you do human design. So I'm super excited to dive further into that. So thanks so much for being here, Stephanie. Thank you. All right, Camden. Hello. Hello. Thanks so excited so to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Camden Hoke. I am a life coach and I specialize in feminine leadership. I specialize in personal power and also prosperity consciousness. And gosh, how did I fall into this? I've been doing this officially for 10 years, but it was one of those things that um, I've done probably since I came out of my uh, mother's womb. Um, people always just said, wow, I tell you anything and somehow you know the exact thing to say. Um, so it's just one of those things that I, I really just you know, consider a gift. And I work with women and some men who are at that place of a transition of their life. 
they're ready for something different. They've been feeling it for a while and they just need somebody to give them that loving nudge. That's what I do is I help them align their life with who they are at a soul level. Um, I I was the founder. I'm the founder of the Soul Radiance Retreat, which is an international retreat centered around coaching, meditation, yoga. I'm also a yoga instructor and um, adventure. Our last three have been in Morocco. And I'm also the host of the Truth and Dare podcast, uh, which is really super fun. Um, I love that. And we're all about stepping to a new edge, finding a new center and, um, and diving in. And um, I love working one-on-one with my clients um, and also in group formats. I have two children. I have three furry children and I live in the Bay Area in Sausalito. And um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to meet everyone here and I just appreciate all of you. And um, I just think we have such unique gifts that we're bringing to the table. And for everybody who's joining in, there's something for everyone. And I loved what you said, Angel, at the beginning was, Let's all be open because there's going to be lots of doors opening. So I'm excited about that. And people can find me at camdenhoke.com, C-A-M-D-E-N-H-O-C-H.com and find out, you know, all different types of things about what I do and what I share and, um, and how it might resonate with you. So thanks again for having me here today. Oh, my pleasure, honey. Thanks again for being here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kimberly, you are up next. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with everyone. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you do, your website, where where are you calling from? So I'm based out of the Loire Valley, France. I'm originally from North Carolina, so from the South. And my business is Wild Orgasmic Wisdom. So you can find me at wildorgasmicwisdom.com or on Instagram at wildorgasmicwisdom. And I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach. So I help people ignite their personal quantum field based on their sexual pleasure and connect with their deepest desires and actualize that in all dimensions. I think you're the first, I feel like you're the first um, sex uh, relationship coach that we've had at the Empress Festival. And I'm already feeling my my Scorpio like activated. So I'm I'm super curious to learn more about what, exactly that what you do. And um, it's an important part of our life. It's where all of our creative energy is stored. So I'm super excited that you're here. Um, and you told us your website was wildorgasmicwisdom.com, right? That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, Kimberly. I can't yeah, wait to dive in. <laughs> all right. We've got, is it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. Andrea, welcome to the Empress Festival. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to just just connect with all of you amazing people. So a little bit of what I do, I'm an indigenous seer. So I've always been very clairvoyant and super psychic. um, And for the past nine years, I've learned to hone in on these skills and use it more deliberately. So it's very exciting. Um, and I run an online program. It's called Reclamation. And the basis of my work, I find, because when I was on my journey, moving from 3D to 5D, there's like this gap where you just have to like make the leap. And I kept trying to do that. And still there's like unconscious fears, unconscious stuff in my field, no matter how, like, cause I've been on this journey. I've been reading self-help books since I've been 12 years old. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like seriously, 
I'm doing all this work, but I just can't pinpoint and get like the subconscious belief stuff. So I am able to like go in and I use this psychic gift, seeing gift to go and pinpoint the unconscious stuff that's in our field, in our body and bring it out. And then in my course, so that's one-on-one -on -one session in my course, it's a 12 week journey of me supporting people to connect to their own inner wisdom, right? Cause after eight, nine years of teaching or doing one-on-one um, -on -one sessions, I want to empower people to do this themselves. And then they also become their own healer. So it's super exciting. And then I also, I, I'm a mom of five, all kids under 12 years old. So that's a good portion of my life. And so they keep me um, in the moment, which is also a 5D thing. I, I've learned to just stay in the moment and miraculous things just keep being presented to me and living a life of joy. So I just want to support everybody to get to this place of living in pure like magic. 5D is real and it's here and we can, and all of you I like are here to do that too. But we have to make the leap. We have to connect to our own wisdom. We can't look outside of ourselves anymore. We need to just have the guts to really follow our hearts. So that's what I'm here for. And I'm passionate about it. So thank you for having me here today. You are so, where are you calling from and what's your URL? Oh, yes. So I am from Canada, just outside of Toronto, live on seven sacred magical acres and there's unicorns in spirit on our property. <laughs> Love it. Magic is happening in this world. And uh, my ULR is Andrea, not, or Andrea Moya, M-O-Y-A-H.com. Perfect. Oh, I love your energy. Thanks so much for being here, Andrea. Thank I'm so you. excited to have you. Thank you so much. All right. We finally, Alyssa, I get to see you. I feel like you're like my, my insty bestie. Like, I like, finally get to see your beautiful face. Oh, it's so good to see you guys. I'm so, so grateful to be here. Um, it's just amazing. This energy that is just beaming from all of you is just such a wonderful, wonderful space to be. Um, you know, hearing all your wisdom and just getting to know you guys, this is just so exciting. And I totally agree just that, you know, we're all meant to be here and just share that wisdom. Just before we started our call, I pulled, uh, I pulled a card, a tarot card, and it was the teacher. It was um, just so wonderful to just have that um, affirmation that we're all here to just be teaching and you know being ourselves. So it's just wonderful and beautiful. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how, where are you calling from in the world? So I'm here in Manitou Springs, Colorado, and my business is Reiki Room. And I make these beautiful pin catchers like this one behind me. Um, I help people really find and connect with uh, what tools um, work best for them in finding themselves and being able to have a nourishing inner and outer space. So I work with a lot of um, interior designs, at creating sacred space, and really finding a way to bridge all these beautiful modalities that resonate with all of us differently. And you know our tools and we work with differently. So I'm a Reiki master. I do Reiki, um, and I also kind of have a different spin on it. I, I work with um, you know hands-on, but I also do something called Reiki pressure. So 
I work with the muscle memory of the body to really help clear that inner landscape and then on the outside reflect those those intentions that beautiful energy that you hold um, so having this like physical tangible representation of these different modalities of this reminder of how powerful and wonderful you are and where you are on your journey um, and I also I'm a yoga I'm a yoga teacher as well both my husband and I um, we have three beautiful boys five four and two and a half so I'm a busy busy mama <laughs> and you know they're going to be heading to school this year so it's going to be really a beautiful new transition as far as just having um, having a little bit more time to work one-on-one -on -one with people and just again just um, helping people find what that what that beautiful modality is for them whether it be art therapy color therapy mm. working you know Reiki doing yoga um, just kind of whatever it is for them. And um, my website is reikiwomb.biz. And you can, you know, work with me again on one-on-one. -on -one. If you're here local, you can do through Skype, things like that as well. Um, and then also on the, you know, physical level, we've got the beautiful dream catchers that we have as that visual reminder of that beautiful energy just bleeding out. So, Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here, Alyssa. I appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. And then we've got Christina. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Empress Festival. So excited to have you. Thank you. I feel so honored and proud to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, okay. So I am, my name is Christina. I'm calling from South Florida and I craft hundred percent organic, all natural, just say skincare items as well as cleansing items. I believe that everything starts from within and out to your skin. So whether it's diet, your mindset, everything like that, I help to, again, all natural, which started from when I got pregnant. And I realized that there are a lot of skincare that you can't pronounce almost anything in there. So I wasn't going to be putting that on me or my child or anybody else. So it started from there. But then I started making skincare that also helped me feel better. Um, just as far as like dealing with anxiety and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There are so many natural ways to deal with really any issue that someone might be facing. And when you work with just certain plant magic and certain plant allies, it's just amazing to see how much you can heal and you can continue to grow. So as well, I just firmly believe in cleansing your skin, your spirit, as well as protecting it with all natural magic. Wow. We are going to get into some plant magic today. Awesome. So excited to have you here. What is your website? My website is www.feyherba.com. And I'm also on Instagram at feyherba. And it's F-E-Y, right? Yeah. F-E-Y-H-E-R-B-A. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Christina. And Ashley. Hi, let me go ahead and spotlight your video. Can you, can Hi. I hear you? Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. I know that you have a podcast and all that good stuff, but where are you calling from in the world? What is it that you do and what magic are you going to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have a podcast. I've had the honor and the pleasure of collaborating with you, Angel, on that podcast. Um, it's one of my favorite platforms. Um, that podcast is called The Real Her for anyone interested in going behind the scenes, the lives and the businesses of 
real women and the real story that have shaped them and brought them to where they are at that moment in their life and their business. Now for me, I am Ashley Perkins. I am coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I love that there's a couple of fellow Canadians here. I was doing a little fist bump for you guys. Um, and I am a certified master life and success coach and I guide conscious leaders on their unique journey of unbecoming who the world told them to be and discovering and living by their authentic design so they can become who they're meant to be, live life fulfilled and create a reality that they are obsessed with. So I do that through my quantum one-on-one -on -one coaching and breakthrough sessions, as well as my various other courses and workshops, all of which you can find at www.ashleyperkins.co. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm like taking some notes. Okay, thank you so much for being here, Ashley. We are going to get into this. I just want to make sure I've gone and everybody. Okay, I'm just making sure I got everybody because we are missing a girl, but that's okay. Um, okay, so one of the things that I like to do in Empress Festival is everybody who's listening and will listen in the future is on it is in different stages you know and so every time so i'm listening to you guys and i know several of you guys do reiki so people are like what the hell is that and you know plant magic there's all these like buzzwords so i thought we'd, we'd do like a little q a of just um and you can pick your own word i was gonna like you know nitpick and everything but like what's a word that you really resonate that has to do with this spiritual journey and what does it mean to you so that way that people are kind of learning the lingo of like so you know because i feel like one of these things is like people like think we're like off our rocker because they're like well, what is she talking about like like she's she's gone down the deep end but if they actually knew what it meant they might not think that so I feel like if we just go through some of the vocab, um, like we're in English class, then we could like treat this, you know, as like spirituality 101 and get these different perspectives. Are we in, are we, are we good with this? Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and start with you, Robin. What is a word that our audience needs to know and what does it mean? Um, so I know a lot of us are inked up. It's worthy of, it's ink worthy. So my word is bliss. Um, bliss is, you'll, you'll, we talk about the vibration and that we're all vibrational in the different dimensions. Bliss is a word that vibrates at the highest frequency in the English language. So in Sanskrit, I believe it's Ananda. But so peace and love come very close, but bliss, especially when you're at that beginning of the journey and you don't even have an imagination to say, what am I supposed to think about? I have no reference for a life I want just think bliss or just think happy. And so bliss for me was the word that gets me the highest. That's iriness in, in uh, Rasta, it's irie. And so <laughs> uh, bliss, that's my word when I, wasn't, when I wasn't connecting and all I could think of was things I didn't wanna be thinking of at the very least if I could connect to bliss and connect to joy. But so bliss is, bliss is my word to accompany you on your journey. Awesome, uh, I know we'll, we will be discussing how to get the key for bliss, that door. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing. I love it. I, I've always resonated with peace, um, but bliss, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I'm going to meditate on that my, one. My two favorite were always peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. But it was like an interview with Doreen Virtue where she's like, yeah, bliss. They figured it out. They scientifically rated all the words and bliss was the, bliss was the word. So. Love it. Thank yeah. you. I'm so excited. Yeah, 
All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to call on like everybody. So I'm going to go ahead and choose Christina. What is your word that you want to share with us today? And what does it mean to you? Well, is it okay if my word is a phrase? Sure. Because I love the phrase natural magic. Um, it means to me is that we were provided with, you know, such as beautiful crystals, the healing stones, um, shells, like I know someone mentioned, there are so many different tools as well as herbs. And that's my main thing is what I work with is herbs and stones and natural magic to me is again, we were provided with these tools to help make our lives better to on our ascension, if you will, but also just to resonate and connect back to the earth, connect back to mother nature. And really, truly you will find your solace and you will find your peace and your healing. If you connect back within yourself and back to just nature itself. Okay. So natural magic is like nature magic. So things found in the earth, crystals, trees, hugging trees. Exactly. <laughs> Grounding yourself, that's one of my favorite things to do is literally to, you know, tree hugger. But you go outside and you just put your feet in that dirt, you touch a tree, and you just put your anxiety, your worries, or anything, it absorbs into the earth. And the earth will help just send you back the grounding and the centering that you do need. It's, we are from the earth, so we all, it all comes back into together. You know, I'm a big um, fan of Gaia TV. I'm, I'm assuming many of you guys probably watch that, but there is a documentary on earthing. Like it's scientifically, I mean, even though they're behind, they are now proving it that walking barefoot, you know, in the sand, in the, in the, in the earth, in the soil, like helps you heal from so many things. One of the other things I'm assuming is natural magic is sun gazing or moon gazing. Um, so awesome. That's a great word. And you know what? I'm going to revise this. It's not just a word. It's a phrase. So if any of you guys have a specific phrase, let's get into that. So thank you, Christina. That's beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing. Okay. So let's go to Jessica. What is your word or phrase? Yeah. So I'm a lover of words. <laughs> so it's kind of hard for me to hone in on. Um, I would say my personal go-to word is sacred. Um, that's really my main core value because in words are really interesting, right? Because I feel like they express the essence of who we are and, or what an experience is, right? So, um, sacred is my word. Um, it's about being fully present with yourself and all others with nature, with spirit, all of the things. Um, and then professionally, I really feel like the most important word to understand Ascension is right now is paradigm. Mm. We're in the process of designing a new paradigm and dematerializing the old paradigm. And what does that mean in really ABC language is we're breaking up with this old way of doing things that isn't working for us, that doesn't feel good, frankly. Mm. It's disempowering and it's not in love. It's founded in fear. The new paradigm that we're all designing is through our individual choices and commitments and how we want to connect to ourselves, which goes back to my word sacred, right? The essence of you. And then how we're going to connect with others in that. And this is founded in love, right? So when we look at ascension as a whole, we're ascending our energy and evolving our souls. That's why we're on the planet. We're here to heal humanity. We're here to heal the world. And whether you're fully attuned or awaken to that concept in your being yet, know 
and be in power that you chose this life to lead in love. You chose this life to access that divine truth, wisdom, and power living within you to ascend your own energy, to evolve your own soul, and that we're all in that collective consciousness. And if you're totally new to this journey, you, you can pay attention to how things are shifting. Look at where our conversations were five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, six months ago, you have a conscious spiritual entrepreneur leader running for president right now. That has never happened. So things are changing, right? And really look at how much you've changed last week to now, you know, a year ago, really look at where your thoughts, your feelings are and take that all into account because Ascension I think that people can sometimes feel overwhelmed, even if, you know, I work with people who are spiritual seekers and who are master healers, you know, as my clients. So it's really, I think ascension can sometimes feel overwhelming for people, but it really is about your commitment to love simply in every breath. How can you return to that love in every moment and be fully present to that experience that, and, and how do you want to be in self-expression? And that is designing the new paradigm. I love it. I know Bob Proctor is a big paradigm shifter. That's what he talks a lot about. And it's one of those words, it sounds cool when you say it, but everyone's like, what the heck does it mean? You know, and it's like, thank you so much for breaking it down so we could all understand. I think it's beautifully well, said. Well, I think paradigm is really how all of our energy intersects and connects because a paradigm is like an energetic grid, if you will. Like, how are we connected in an individual level and in our personal relationships and then collectively in political systems and globally, right? It really is the whole. You're looking at the organism and how everything's interacting. But we do have control over how we're going to participate and expand in that experience. It's not, it's science, it's spirit, it's alignment, it's all the things. It's nothing outside of you um, or, or us coming together, right? So it's really dropping that old way of being in resistance and um, I always like to say embodying more love, right? We could always use more love. Love it. Thank you, Jessica. Beautifully oh, said. You. All right, let's go to Kimberly. Hey. What is your word or phrase? So I, I said quantum sex magic, but I really want to talk about what that means to me because I feel like people go really far away when you use powerful words like quantum sex and magic. Uh, but for me, love is the only thing that's real. Like literally everything else is an illusion. Um, love is the root of everything. It's the fabric of reality, the way that I see it. So quantum sex magic, when you think about quantum theory, it's a field of limitless possibilities. That's one way of looking at it. So quantum sex magic, it's a way to connect with our own source of divine love and to use that power to kind of detach from the limitations uh, you know, that are placed on us by society. Mainly it's society, nature, history uh, that puts us in these cages where we kind of adhere to the script. And quantum sex magic is a kind of a way to lift off that cage, even if it's for just a few moments and feel the vast expanse of limitless possibilities so that we can reprogram traumas that might be hanging out in our nervous system that are repeating themselves over and over again in cycles. Um, yeah, it's just a way to create a new reality interdimensionally. Beautiful. Well, don't think I'm getting away from the sex stuff. We're definitely, I'm definitely what I want to talk about that. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Kimberly. All right, let's go to Raja. What is your word or phrase that you want to teach today or share the definition? Yeah, so my word is ascension, um, just because it's like a popular buzzword and it's a big one. It's very weighty. And a lot of people can kind of get lost in um, what that means. So um, really, the way I like to describe it is um, a lot of our programming takes place between the years of like zero and five, possibly zero and seven. Um, and this is where we are told that a cat is a cat and a table is a table and this is right and this is wrong. Um, we're given, as somebody, a few others said, just these, um, these boxes to live in. Like, here's your cage, here's where you go. And then how we lift that off um, is through ascension. So it's the process of the peeling back the layers of who we were told to be, whether that's, you know, programming from our mother, father, um, genetic coding, um, generational trauma, um, and how all of that is showing up in our lives. And it's, and basically it's the peeling back of the layers so that we can get back to the true essence of who we are, which is we are all light beings um, in these bodies, these, you know, vessels that we were given. And so really just getting back to the essence of our connection to oneness, our connection to um, spirit, to source energy. And in that process, um, as you ascend, right, you're, it's like the sphinx rising from your lower um, nature to your higher self, merging with your higher self. There's so many things that unfold. Um, having a dark night of the soul is very real. Um, and this is a process where as we are being domesticated, if you will, um, and we're being told what's acceptable and what's not acceptable um, in our society, in our world, whether that's, you know, our micro world in our family or the macro, the greater outside world, um, we, we start carrying this bag of things like, um, you know, how we're supposed to behave and, you know, saying please or no thank you or um, smiling or allowing people to touch us when we don't want to be touched. And, you know, all of these um, interactions that we carry kind of like in this invisible backpack or knapsack in, in, in the back of us. And the dark night of the soul along the ascension process is where we get to unpack that, where we get to look at um, the things that we're not so proud of, the things that we might hold guilt and shame with, and, um, and, and obviously things around our own trauma, generational trauma, and how we get to look at that and really transcend or transform those things into, because they all unlock gifts for us. And, um, and, and the, the, the key of ascension is integration. And so we're not being asked to throw those things out because we've already been asked to do that. And that's created the distancing from the true in oneself. And so we're, we're being asked to look at those things and to bring them closer because as everybody has mentioned, love is the only reality. And the paradigm shift that we're speaking of here today is from into the age of Aquarius. It is from the we are to, or to the, from the I am to the we are. It's living from the heart space. It's expansion of the heart space. And this is all encompassing in the word ascension. 
um, and, and even unlocking our gifts, um, you know, clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairgustience, any of the clairs, um, when you become more online or on mission um, in greater alignment with your soul's mission and what you are here to do, your purpose, um, those just come online naturally because we learn to trust our, the voice inside, whether you want to say that's your gut or your heart, however that's speaking to you, spirit, source, your guides, your angels, your archangels. Um, that's part of the work that I do is guiding people to be more on mission so that um, they begin to trust their intuition, their inner guidance, their inner compass. And as you begin to trust that, the downloads, the hits, the channeled messages, they all start coming online and you know that's just part of the unlocking and the quickening process that happens with ascension love it well thank you for clarifying also the dark night of the soul because i would assume there's several people that are listening and will listen to this where they're going through some shit right now and they're like what's going on like my world is falling apart I'm losing my mind, like, good, keep losing the mind so that we can get closer to the heart. And so you're on the right path and you're being surrounded. There's a beautiful community that we've created here to support you in that journey. So thank you so much for clarifying those two words. It's really important. And I'm just going to, you know, I know we, oh, go ahead. No, it's just that it's, it's also what we can call an ego death because the ego is the loud voice that needs to be seen and needs to be heard and coming from a quieter space of the heart, which is not um, the um, power over, which is the ego, but it's the power with, which is the heart. Love it. Ego death. I think we just got another word there. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I really, that was, that was, that needed to be said. So thank you. Um, Libby, let's go to you. What is your word or phrase? Hi, my word is witch. Okay. Yeah. No, it's controversial sometimes. There's a difference between calling yourself a witch and being called a witch. No, one is a symbol of historical oppression and one is a symbol of your own personal liberation, you know, and there, there is that distinction. And some people that I've, I've encountered in, in my journeys throughout the world is they're afraid of the word witch. You know, they don't know how to take it. They, they think that you're either crazy or that you're doing something very dark. And that's not entirely the truth, you know, which is every woman and which is also a man too. But for the feminine, it's the ultimate feminist icon is a witch. You know, she's both divine and she's dangerous. She knows how to work the magic within her, within the the earth, within the skies, to be able to create and manifest a life that she absolutely loves. People don't understand that they have all that ability within them when they call upon their own inner witch. So definitely my, my word is witch. You know, my mission is to get people knowing that witch is not something to be afraid of, witch is something to be embraced. And, you, you know, don't be, fear, fear, uh, don't be fearful of it. <laughs> I love it. You guys, I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to do a um, collaborative coffee table book that's a dictionary. For, we should do it, right? So, and I'm like, I'm just writing down some of the words. Obviously, I'm not getting all the like verbatim, but like putting together like a 5D dictionary of like all these words in these own, our own phrases and our own, 
because I just feel like there's so much misconstrued. So I will just like kind of chime in here because we're kind of halfway through the words, but polarity. You know, we've been brought up in a 3D reality where everything's polarized, meaning that there is, you know, separation. There's, the, you know, the right, the people, the liberals, and then the Republicans, you know, and everything's separated. But that's, that's in the 3D. When you get to the 5D, it's all one. So I feel like, you know, the, the word witch, it's, it's, you know, the people that are, you know, you know, calling you a witch versus you calling yourself a witch. It's like, it's creating polarization. You know, when we label people like that, it's just, you're, you're still in the 3D. That's why I said at the very beginning of this, like being open-minded to, um, you know, what's really happening because it, there is not, um, th this is about your own spiritual journey. I truly believe that planet earth is a, a, a place for soul growth. It's for, it's soul school. Um, it's not for how much money you can accumulate or how much, you know, how many, you know, offspring that you can, you know, leave your legacy. This is really about where, how you grow as an individual and it, and it truly is individual for everyone. So there is no right or wrong. Um, it's only polarity or it's togetherness. So anyway, that's going to be one of the words I'm going to chime in there. Um, let's go to, um, thank you. And thank you so much for sharing Libby. I'm like a firm believer about the whole witch <laughs> thing. And I know there's more to it cause there's like a green witch and a white witch and all this stuff. So I know there's so much more to the story. So thank you. All right. Let's go to Ashley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So my word is a word that quite frankly, um, nauseated me at the beginning of my spiritual awakening. Um, but it's stuck with me and it's rung so true, not only for myself, um, but those I get the pleasure of serving and working with. And that is surrender. Mm. And it nauseated me in the beginning because I had a very 3D way of thinking of it. The first time I heard surrender, I thought giving up. And I don't know about you, I have cap everything, lots of cap energy happening over here. And to me, giving up was not an option. And the way in which I've evolved my belief system around surrender and my now love affair with surrender is very 5D. And the 5D way that I view surrender is the more that we look outside of ourselves and we feel this deep desire to control. You know, we want more money. We want the relationship. We want the house. We want the business. And we want, we want, we want. And it's all not there. The more that we feel that hyper need to control, the more that we need to surrender to the power within us to create it because so often the focus is on your action. What action are you taking to create that outcome? But here's the thing. Let's look at this in the form of a relationship because I know relationships are such a touch point for everyone. As humans, we're hardwired for connection. Of course, many people are looking to couple up and you should want to if that's a desire of yours. But there's, a, there's an energetic difference to approaching that relationship from this needy, forceful, controlling energy and just leaning into cultivating a space within yourself, first and foremost, to receive the kind of relationship that you want to create and then getting your physical space ready because so many people, again, just keeping with the option of relationship, when you talk to them about this partner that they need and must have right now, mm -hmm their space is not ready. They're not in a place to accommodate another person. Um, they're 
not able to facilitate a relationship with regards to their external, external circumstances because they haven't done the inward work to cultivate that for themselves. And so instead of taking new action to try and create it, like I'm going to go on as many dates as possible. How about you get really crystal clear on identifying who that ideal partner would be for you and who you need to be in order for that relationship to work. The reason that word used to nauseate me so much is because it forces you to look in the mirror. It forces you to take a really long, hard look in the mirror and cease control of things that are no longer working for you, that are no longer serving the external reality that you want to create. So for those of you who have that sort of sense, you're just tapping into your spiritual awakening and the idea of surrender is just skin crawling to you. I get it. Don't worry. But instead of thinking of it in this 3D sense of like, I'm giving up, I'm just taking my hands off the wheel and saying, well, I hope this works out. Cultivate that space, surrender to the power, because we all have that innate life force power within us to cultivate what it is we want to see on the outside. So that's what surrender me. It made me think of maybe a synonymous word is our synonymous, uh, uh, phrase would be compassionate indifference. Yes. You know, we're always taught like, just be patient. Your person will show up. You know, I feel like patience is almost like forced, like forced calmness where compassionate is indifference is just letting go, you know, yes. it's surrendering to what is right yes. now. And, you know, you've already asked the universe for what you want. You now just have to go on your way um, and working on other goals while this other thing is coming to fruition. So Thank you so much. That's a beautiful word for what we're talking about today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to Camden. Hi. 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 My word is awareness. Mm. And, you know, I, when I was little, I was such an observer. I really came out in that observation place. And I, I, I grew up in a family. My mother was an alcoholic. And so I got to know really well how to observe things. And it was this gift. And so as I've developed in my business and just in, and as a person and moving from this space of not being bound by this bag of skin and bones, right? This sense of awareness has really taken on different meanings. But I remember when I was first coming into my spiritual journey, when I moved to California and became aware of spirituality from a different sense, as it was different from religion. Growing up in the South, it was all about the Bible Belt and religion and how do I belong to something and where do I find my place? And I wonder, maybe some people are listening here and thinking of, where's my place? I was told I was supposed to be here, but I don't feel that inside. So that first level of awareness is recognizing that there's some kind of pattern maybe that's been going on and you've been putting yourself in a place where it starts to feel like, do I really belong here? Or is this really me? Or is this what I'm really feeling from the inside? And that first level of awareness, you begin to question. You begin to get curious and ask those questions. I was always a why person when I was little. I think my mom <laughs> said why all the time. Why? But why? And you know, what's funny is now I catch myself and I say it and I can just picture myself and I can almost see myself in that little child body. And when somebody asks me why, it makes me so happy uh, because I get that because that's how we continue to grow. So that level of awareness is that curiosity, that wonder, that um, imagination, that inner space of seeing something that doesn't exist, maybe in tangible form, 
but that exists within you and you know that it is meant to come out of you and meant to be realized in some way and that you were the creator of that. So I think that awareness is so key as we're on our spiritual journey of evolving and moving outside of just being in the skin. And for me as a yoga teacher, I love guiding my students and my clients that I work with in that space of being aware of your skin and how the air touches, being aware of awareness, being aware of your patterns, you know, um, that are moving in your life and that you have some say in that. Do they feel good? Is this what you're feeling from the inside or is it just a routine or habit? Um, then I think a couple of the other ladies have spoken to this too, that you were told to do or that you put yourself inside of a box, right? So when we become aware of it, there's this blossoming that can happen. And as Ashley was saying too, there's a surrender and a receptivity to that as opposed to a giving up or even a pushing into it because we don't have to push, which is so much of the masculine. We can actually come into receptivity and then take action from that place of receptivity, which to me is feminine leadership and feminine rising as opposed to the push, push, push. So I have to share with you, you know, as a, as a woman, as a coach, as a, as a person here, I constantly work with this awareness. And that's why I feel that I love guiding, you know, my students and my clients on this because I'm in the trenches with them. Whereas I may be a step ahead in some things, right? But it's like, if I can continue cultivating that sense of awareness, um, there's so much to that and so many layers. And I'm curious, and I have more why questions that are coming from the inside that I get to explore. And I, I want to inspire people to be excited about that journey of questioning and curiosity and the levels of awareness as they become available and unfold in your journey. Love it. You know, what came to mind was, um, you know, every time we have like, uh, like anxiety or panic or worry or, oh my gosh, or whatever. And like, instead of acting it out, which you're saying is the masculine to be receptive of it, you know, get, you know, ask it, you know, what do you need? What's wrong right now? Like having that internal dialogue is being aware and you will come to an understanding that, you know, wow, is this something that I'm doing to myself? for punishment? Am I doing it from, it's an old, you know, I think it was Raja um, that said from zero to six is when we, you know, get all these subconscious downloads. And so, or is this like a pattern that's, you know, was programmed yeah. into me at a young age? So awareness, how can we talk about, you know, vocabulary for spirituality without talking about right. awareness? So thank well, you. You're, you're welcome. And you're so right. I think it's awareness and then acceptance of what's happening in that moment. This is a practice I teach my clients and then ask, like you said, like, well, what actually is happening here? You know, is this aligned with me? And then is it causing harm? What's happening? And then right action. And that right action is checking into that feminine place, that place with inside you. And then the masculine as they weave together and then moving forward. Right. Yeah. So it's what I call my awareness mastery practice. And it can be that touch point that you can go to. And it can be like, like, boom, boom. And it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, the results that I've seen with people, I mean, it just lights me up and I get so excited to see my clients just have amazing transformation with regard to that. So I love it. I know. I think we all have kept ourselves captive, 
um, to those feelings that we don't want, but we're the ones holding space for it. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much lack of awareness that happens when we, we kind of torture ourselves in that way. So it's all a journey. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing, Camden. Um, Stephanie, what's your word or phrase? All right. So I'm going to keep with the letter A. And my word is authenticity because mm. I feel like it's a word that I hear a lot. And it's something that I talk about a lot in being authentic to yourself, being authentic to why you're here. But most people are like, how do I, how do I even begin to be authentic? Like, what does that even look like? So, you know, to me is authentic, authenticity is coming or moving from a place and being from a place of and living from a space of who you, who you truly are. And what that means is following those little intuitive nudges doing things when you don't feel like the rest of the world is even going to receive it at all. And um, just not being afraid to be different and listening to your true soul's um, guidance of, of, of doing the things that you should be doing and doing the right thing. So I feel like we're often afraid to stand out and afraid to live how we truly feel in our soul of, because we're afraid of being judged or in our mind, we're creating something um, and rationales and certain things to make sense of what our, what our spirit and our soul is guiding us to do. So I think really living with authenticity is just, you know, being in the moment and truly living out um, what our soul is telling us to do, telling us how we should be and really following that intuitively and not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Cause I think we get so concerned with, what everyone else is doing and how that makes sense to them. And also touching on that, embracing other people's authenticity as well. So understanding that if they aren't the same as us, we can still love them and we can still support them and their journeys and their authenticity as well. Ah, I love that. You know, it's so funny. I'm just going to throw out another word here because we've already touched about touched on it a little bit is age of Aquarius. Um, age of Aquarius, if you have an Aquarian friend or if you have heavy Aquarius in your chart, you probably already know what I'm about to say, but Aquarius is really about being an individual. It's literally going your own way, being a visionary, being a misfit and not giving two shits what people think about you. Um, but it's also about coming together in social community. You know, if you've met an Aquarius, they're an air sign. They're, they're always cultivating community. So the age of Aquarius is really um, the opposite of what we just came out of. We came out of the age of Pisces, which is, you know, the moon card in tarot. It's about illusions. You know, Aquarius is about getting real, you know, a real with who you are inside. So, you know, if I was going to say a word for, you know, that's kind of going to sum this whole, you know, vocab up, it's really about be who you are, follow your own path pave your own path. You know, I have this little saying about holistic fashionista, you know, she's the one who, you know, gets in her own way, but she paves the way nonetheless. So it's like, do what you got to do, say what you got to say, um, and own it and get out of the illusions of what we think we should be and instead be who you are. And just that alone, because I know I've seen it with you, Stephanie, especially in your own transformation of your businesses and what have you. It's like, just go there. There is always going to be the haters and the trolls, but just remember when you get those haters, it's just because they're still in that they're, they're resisting 
the transformation that happened from age of Pisces. They're still stuck in the illusion of where we were for those 2100 years. And we are at the pinnacle. We're on the foundation of the age of Aquarius. So we're building the building blocks, making saying every single one of us here is like, look, you can go your own way. You can speak your truth. You just have to get into a place where you're not in a place of polarity. You're in a place of authenticity. I mean, I could like, you know, surrender. I mean, I can say every single word that we just talked about, but the age of Aquarius is really the, the nugget, the bucket of like what's housing all of this change. So I love it. You guys have the best words. Okay, let's do a it's few more. It's an interesting thing yeah. because I'm an Aquarius moon. So all my emotions are coming from all that. And you know, with implementing human design, a lot of us are actually meant to be here on our own authentic kind of almost, I'm not, I don't mean the word selfish in like a negative way, but selfish in it's our own path, our own journey right now, but we are here to use our own journeys to help the collective. And that's what I think that is all about to me. Totally. This is so good. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate your, uh, your two cents on that. Let's go to Andrea. Hi, hey guys. Hi. Wow. This is so powerful, guys. So my word is 5D. What is it? Because I get asked that question so often and everything that everyone is saying is this 5D. Um, and so the essence for me, it's our ability to create from a space of love. So 3D, we're creating from fear and to kind of maneuver into the 5D, it's letting go of all the fears. And a lot of our fears are at a soul level. So just on my journey, I came into this lifetime believing I was powerless from the soul level, not just like when I was born, I popped out and realized I was powerless. From like the depths of my soul, this is the stuff I love to just get like all the past lives, all our incarnations, we're here to clear that up this lifetime. So I came in believing I was powerless. So I was creating this world, my reality, vibratory reality, whether it was conscious or unconscious, I was creating a world of powerlessness all around me, even just by my pure vibration. So it's to clear up all those unconscious fears from a soul level and to just jump into this ability that we are so incredibly powerful that we can create anything absolutely anything we want and when we're in the 5d we're creating from a place from the heart so it's actually like soul fulfilling it feels like so good because i've created in my life I thought I wanted all these things. I got them and I was like, wah, wah. It didn't feel like satisfying. I'm like, that wasn't all it's cracked up to be. So I shifted into creating from this heart space and going with my heart and doing, yeah, dancing, creative. Yeah, just things that fulfill my heart and soul. And what I notice as a seer, I see like, there, what is there, 7 billion people in the world now? I literally see 7 billion little worlds that people are creating, right? We all can create, we're creating our reality. And so we are becoming 
more aware of the power we have in this leap, in this age of Aquarius. I love that you talk about this, that we are realizing that we can stop creating from this place of fear. And we're here to jump and make this quantum leap and start creating heaven on earth. It's here, it's happening, and it's our job. It's within our being to do this. So that is my word. They've done studies that, that the heart is a hundred times more powerful in manifesting. You know, I know everybody's heard of the book, Think and Grow Rich. You can manifest from your mind, but you can manifest a hundred times faster with your heart. So if we get into our heart, which I, I cannot tell you how many dates I've gone on with men with closed heart chakras. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, I, it's so sad that you are, you can manifest so much faster. Like if you want to make more money, if you want to, you know, whatever you want, if you just come from a place that's from your heart, you will have it so much faster. And I feel like we've been programmed, right, with all that polarity um, to always be very mental, very like cognitive, very right, uh, what is it, left brain, you know, like I know because I was that person, I have all this earth in my chart. And I'm just like, if there's one person that's you know, listening to this, that you're like very practical, logical person. Like I was that person. And just like, um, you said, Andrea, you know, it's, I was very focused on, I'm going to build my empire. I'm going to leave a legacy. I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change the world from that frequency. But it like, the more money I made, the more, like, I realized that was never going to satiate me. There was no amount of money that was going to be like, like, there was no shopping spree there was no travel there was no there was nothing that was going to satisfy me so that's when i realized like i'm gonna have to rebuild what i thought happiness or bliss or whatever it was what it was gonna look like and i sometimes i just you know when i see those ads on facebook which i know everybody has seen like oh make ten thousand a month in your business and all this stuff and it's just like okay well that's great because you know, at the end of the day, like we need money to pay our rent and all this stuff. But if you get to a certain place where like you realize how little you need, you know, <coughs> and the joy that comes from being of service to others is so much more rewarding than looking at your bank account when you're not even spending the money. It's just sitting there. Like I remember I, I don't even invest. I was just like this money. It was just like a, it was like a, like a hobby just to watch the money grow and it's like, but there's like all these lives that all these people that first of all, don't have enough, that don't have tools. And here you are playing a little game of like watching your bank account grow. It's just not rewarding, at least not on a soul level. So I just want to thank you for bringing up, the, you know, this definition of 5D, because, you know, it's about getting your priorities straight, you know, on a soul level, like what, what's really going to light me up. And I think we've been very programmed again to be like, Go, go, go to school, get a good job, go, go to a good college, have a family, do all these things. And then you're like, everything's outside of me still, you know, we're still, we're still doing do, 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 and not being. And then that, and then we're just chasing something that can never fill our cup. Absolutely. So, ah, oh, this is juicy. Okay. We got one more definition. We're going to change gears here for a second. So thank you, Andrea. I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, Alyssa. You're on. Awesome. Guys, this has just been so awesome. I love, love all your words. I love where this conversation is going. It's just taking everything in. It's just so, so wonderful. And, you know, I'm kind of between a couple words. I'm really feeling ancestral healing. Mm. Um, it's a word that I want to talk on. 
And that's been a very powerful one for me in my journey, in my awakening, um, you know, finding what modality really resonated with me. And initially it was working with art therapy. And so um, seven years ago, yes, when I started really bringing in this kind of ancestral um, need to create and to make something physical and tangible and to be able to pass on, it really got me thinking and feeling into my own history, um, into my divine feminine side, into my divine masculine side, and really finding a way to honor and acknowledge both of them and to understand that, to understand where I came from, to understand what my ancestors went through and how they still speak to us in so many different ways. Like, you know, through our dream space, you know, uh, the dream catcher is symbolic of actually having that um, physical intention of really having a, a connection with your, with your dream world and with what, what symbolism comes through, what meaning comes through. Um, and a lot of the time with, with, you know, our ancestors that come through and visit us in our dreams and that come through and teach us so much about, um, how, where, where we come from, where we are going, you know, um, it's just, it's, I'm trying to find the, the words, um, you know, it's, it's all there, it's all together, and it's all accessible, you know, having that intention to, um, to connect with that, to connect with your, your mother, you know, your, your divine feminine side, so all the, the women in your life, all those relationships, and you can become so empowered by becoming in touch with that, and having that sense of, you know, uh, healing on the feminine side. So, you know, learning how to be more receptive, really learning what it means to you, um, what, what self-care means to you on the feminine side, you know, and that's a huge buzzword too for, for Ascension and 5D, you know, there's this huge emphasis right now on self-care. What does that mean to you? You know, a lot of people think, okay, it's self-care, you know, taking a bubble <laughs> bath or just, you know, <laughs> reading a book, right? Like, you know, there's kind of this vagueness around it and it's really for me I've, I've really just felt um, the benefit of just just doing what it is in that moment asking myself in that moment that self-care for me is what do I need right now do I need to go outside and ground do I need to you know connect with my children do I need to do some some art you know do some color therapy to really um, emphasize and focus on what what it is that you know you're healing what you're working on um, and really getting in touch with, you know, so on the, on the uh, masculine side, you know, getting in touch with those uh, male relationships you have in your life and your relationship with your father. And, you know, again, going down the line of, of seeing kind of the progression and the growth um, on those both sides. And it really just kind of brings this sense of wholeness for you. Um, so, yeah, that's what it was. I was love it. I'm going to clarify that because... Um, I, I know, especially in the 3D realm, we're just like, like we were saying, like everything's like do, 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 do. It's all that masculine, you know, actions. You know, when you, when you, when you do self-care and what I think, um, what I think Alyssa is trying to say is that when we ask ourselves, we have that awareness of like, you know, you know, what would make me feel better right now? You know, instead of dwelling in that, like whatever that lack moment that we're having, that subconscious, like, uh, like drag. Mm -hmm. We ask ourselves what we want. And so I know almost everybody here, I'm sure, would attest to that when you do things in your business, like you're like, okay, I need to get my website done, or I'm going to do this podcast, or I'm going to do all this stuff. It's like, I know for me, the old angel, I would just do it all. Like I would just be like, I'm going to jump into my website, I'm going to do the podcast, and do, 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 and I do all this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, well, what's the next thing? You know, that's like that very masculine energy versus like going, you know what? Podcasts would be fun. 
and then like living in that moment for a moment, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, like just tasting like every little morsel of that, you know, and not doing anything. It's like waiting till like the inspiration sparks and it might not be two weeks, five weeks later until you're like, oh my gosh, I am birthing this thing. And that, that's very Empress card for me. Like you're birthing like this baby inside of you, but you've nurtured it and you've given it space instead of just like rushing to the finish line. You know, it's like the tortoise and the hare, you know, the tortoise just like, I'm going to get there, you know, but I'm not going to rush there, you know, and then the rabbit just trying to take all these shortcuts because, you know, you're kind of missing how much fulfillment you're going to get in the process. And I think if we go slower and, and wait for the inspired action versus just the action, that is something like vibrational that you're birthing. So, you know, I know a lot of you guys follow the Zodiac and the moon and things like that of when to launch things, but it's, it goes with that same essence that instead of like trying to get married and have a baby and like do these things that you think you're supposed to do at a specific time, it's like cultivating, holding space for like how magical that's going to be and like salivating for it. And I just think culturally, we're just not there yet. I think there's all of these people now are talking about this, but you have to slow down in order to speed it up. You know, you've got to slow down what it is you want in order to manifest it faster. I mean, that's 5D. So bam, this is freaking awesome. You guys, I am like salivating on everything that you guys just said. Every word was everything that everybody needs to hear right now. So let's get into, we're going to spend the next um, 45 minutes um, getting deeper into some of the words we've talked about. I do want to know a little bit about you guys' like personal um, stories and journeys and things like that. So I'm going to skip around. I won't go through every single person asking, you know, answering the same question. So um, uh, let's go ahead and start with, um, let's go ahead and start with you, Robin. And I know we, let's talk about the divine self. You know, how do we recognize it? Empress self, divine self. Let's, let's dive into that topic. Okay. Um, I think uh, divine self is something that any of us raised in the Christian religion have to first get over uh, our sacrilege and our blasphemy. And those of us that have past life connections have to get over the persecution and the witch. I loved saying that I was actually being liberated as one of, you know, that we, we, we used to be regaled and free to come and go as we cho chose and under the King's protection and, um, so I think the divine self to, to really get into it is that um, we were made in the image of a creator. We are creators. When we talk about that fifth dimensional living and law of manifestation and law of attraction and creating our dream life, creating the life that we want, um, owning our power and having that sovereignty, that is all divine. Um, our authentic self, we're perfect. We were made for this soul journey. No judgment. It's, it's not up to anybody else to come up with any other qualifying features we're all rowing a hard row we all have a heavy burden and getting out of that place of ego recognizing that we're all connected and a lot of times when i see somebody and i find myself judging i have to say with gratitude like thank you for picking that role because that looks really tough or i would never want to do that and so i think that divinity is that namaste you can't say that without recognizing there's a piece of divine in me that can recognize the piece of divine in you, but I can't see your divine until I see mine. 
And um, so that getting from looking everywhere outside of yourself for how you want to be treated and pulling it back in and owning that it's ours. And we have to heal our past from this life and from our past lives. And, and, but once we get to that place of discomfort and we're, you know, I think it was Camden said, you start questioning it and observing and realizing maybe there is a different way and maybe I don't want to be this way and giving yourself the permission to use words like divine and goddess and empress and see that your authentic self was already there. It was, people trying to make you unkind or uncompassionate or react in an angry, violent, fearful way that took you out of your divine character. So it's really reclaiming it and that permission to, to own it with like, with a sense of honor and you don't have to like hide it under a bushel, you know, it's like just really um, embracing it to whatever degree it means to you based on your, your cultural upbringing or how you want to define it. Again, there's no one explanation for even divine. We're all divine in our own way. So um, I think that's where it's so important. The self-care is like, as soon as I start taking care of myself, I can start to connect with that and get rid of the idea that it's somebody else's responsibility or it's mine. It's, and you own that and you own your life. And now you're, you're a ruler. You can call yourself an empress. Ah! I know for anybody listening who has not, um, I don't know. I'm one of those people that I like binge watch tarot readings on, on YouTube. I just am so fascinated by the cards of the tarot. Um, and for, I know we didn't talk about the Empress card, but the Empress is Venusian energy. It's feminine energy. And it's really about fertility and birthing, you know, this, um, this light within you, your own creativity, your own individuality, but she's very peaceful about the whole thing. Um, and when you come from that place, you know, I mean, to me, she is, you know, a, a visual interpretation of divinity, you know, like who, who are you angel in your divine self? Like I am an empress leading this movement around this. So I want to, cause all of you guys own your own businesses. You're all leading divine paths. you all have discovered your higher calling. So let's go ahead. I'm going to ask you, Jessica, you know, how did you discover your higher calling? Hmm. It, it discovered me. <laughs> yeah. So in my previous life, in this life, but my previous life, um, I ran a medical gas business. I was the vice president of my ex-partner's company. And I grew up from like nothing to $4 million in revenues in just a few short years. Um, so it's all in the 80 hour work weeks, all in the masculine, all in the doing, um, and I had tied, really in that experience in my whole life, I had tied all of my worth and value into productivity, right? If I do this, then I'll be loved. If I do this, then I'll be safe. And for me, um, you know, I went through a really big experience. I am a Taurus, so things usually happen to me in a very big way because I'm stubborn and there's like the all in. Um, so my best friend actually died um, he crossed over and he was 29 at the time. And I had really been on a healing journey for many years, but I had suffered this very traumatic childhood. And then I was in this very toxic relationship and this very toxic career. And I was not living my life on purpose. I had been gifted since I was born. Um, I was clairvoyant and speaking to masters and angels by age three, remembering that. 
and had really disconnected from my divinity um, to survive, frankly. And I think that a lot of people go through that, especially, I mean, I don't know a healer that hasn't gone through that in some way for themselves, right? And um, at that point in my life and losing my best friend, I attempted suicide and I had a near-death experience. And so I didn't tell anyone. I completely planned this. It was premeditated. And really, I should have died. I really believe that I, you know, chose to be here. And in that experience, um, I was in my garage. I tried to fixate my garage and my ex-partner. I told him to come pick up the dogs the next day. And so he picked me up unconscious, brought me in the house. And um, I was very depressed for a few months because I was in deep grief because of the loss of my best friend. And I knew that something had happened to me already, but I was in such heavy energy with the grief. And I went to see a medium and to talk to my best friend that had, that had crossed over. His name was Mikey. And in that session, in that experience, it was like, all those things I was already feeling stirring inside of me because there's a lot of energy changing in me. I, there was like a light switch went on and all of a sudden all I can see in the sky and all around me are ascended masters and angels just as real as human beings. Um, and so I was really brought to my knees in a spiritual experience and an awakening so profound that like, I could not ignore that. That was like such a calling. I was either batshit crazy or this was some really big stuff. And I literally left everything in my life. I left my six figure plus income. I went into deep spiritual immersion and study for um, really my whole life now. But, you know, for that first year and a half, two years, it was like I was just in it. And learning how to work with the gifts that had been bestowed upon me and over about a four-month period after the near-death experience, the suicide attempt, it came through meditations and visions and also other people who I didn't even know um, just kind of appear in my life, right? And I think that everybody can relate to that too, whether it's a psychic, a medium, a healer. Um, I had one woman come up to me and she's like, do you know who you are? And I'm like, I am a voice for ascended master. She's like, no, you need to understand who you are. I never met this woman. And she validated me and helped me click into place, right? Um, all of the pieces that were coming forward. So through the visions, through the meditations, through these validations, then I remembered what happened to me that night. And I was met in this ceremony at Source, Heaven, whatever your language is. And all of these ascended masters, there were angels as well, but it was really mostly masters because that's who I work with the most. And they all came forward and blessed me. And they gifted me with their essences of energies to help people heal. So to channel those healings and their prophecies. So their messages, which are also healing. And really in translation, that is the strategies in how you align and get in, you know, ascended masters are action takers. Um, and then the energies are the receiving, the being. And very humbly, I received those gifts and am here as an oracle for ascended masters. And I love that my spiritual experience and awakening was through a suicide attempt because I really am here to shatter these illusions around suffering and shame and just letting everyone know that, I mean, I have this like huge, huge heart. Everyone says, you know, in your presence, I feel loved. And I really 
commit to that every day. You know, I never allow anyone to leave me not feeling loved. And one of my favorite sayings is that my salvation lives in your heart and your salvation lives in mine. And that all together we can break down um, all of that suffering again, like going back to the old paradigm and everyone has these lower vibrational emotions and there's no shame around that. And how do we elevate our emotions and heal everything to, to come together. Right. So, yeah, so that's my, my calling was, you know, but again, like I'm stubborn. So my calling was like really, really big. And, um, I did have this one moment and then I'll kind of let you guys move on from there where, you know, I still didn't quit my job. Um, I was in this deep spiritual study and immersion, but I didn't leave my job until um, t- the summer of 2014. And so I was still trying to have one foot in the past, right? And one foot in the future. And it took me that time to A, integrate all of the gifts I had been receiving. And I, I always trusted the gifts because they were so profoundly came in, but I had to trust myself. And I remember this one day standing in my office was in my home for the medical business. And I remember standing there and I was going to walk. I quit. I quit that day. It was a very hostile work environment. I quit that day. And I remember taking a step forward. I was going to go grab the phone and tell him I'll stay for one more year. And I had an angel wrap its wings around me appear and pull me backwards and whisper in my ear, do not turn around. And I have to tell you, like, it was really hard. I have tears even now as I know that people go through this. I like, I lost everything, but I don't perceive it as a loss. But if you look at our society norms, like I went bankrupt from that, lost my home, lost almost all my belongings. That's like Jesus walking in the desert, starting over, living on my best friend's couch for 10 months and rebuilding my life and serving people through these healing prophecies and energies and here I am now and that is my full-time job I'm aligned to it and it's it's you know I'm here doing my soul work and holding space now for other people to do that and so whatever wherever you are on your journey whatever your dreams are whatever your calling is just surrender right what people have been saying so many beautiful things around surrender accept allow be like all those things that are your alchemy recipe right now be present to that and, and follow your heart, not your mind, right? Really follow your heart because I promise you it all works out for you and your highest good. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I know it's touching so many people right now. I see a lot of nodding heads. I think we all can relate on some level, especially as earth signs that just are so about those tangible money, gotta be, you know, outwardly successful kind of thing. Um, it's hard for us to like, you know, go on that spiritual path. And, and I feel like the water signs are like, but I've already been like this forever. And it's like these earth signs, it's just very difficult for us. So um, for those of you guys who are out there listening and that are, you know, still, you know, living in your corporate job and, you know, kind of trying to suppress your emotions around like how miserable you really are, you know, it takes some time to rebuild. Um, and it's a step-by-step process. You can't rush it, you know? So anybody looking for like a quick fix of like, how do I start a business? How do I get out of this? I don't want this data. It's like, it's a process. It, it's not going to be overnight. Um, and I think, I think we all need to recognize that it's, it's like these people that you see on Instagram and you think they have everything going on. It's like, they've been on their own journey for a long, long time. Um, 
anyway, I, I know we got to move on, but thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate you. Awesome. Okay. I'm like dying to talk about sex. Like, why do I want to talk about sex? Like, I want to talk about sex. <laughs> okay, Kimberly, you're on. So what do we need to know about sex and spirituality and how it can serve us in our lives? Yeah, I think that sex gets put in a box, right? A lot of things get put in boxes uh, and sex is no different. And there's a lot of shame around sex, just like there's a lot of shame around money and other subjects that for whatever reason are taboo. So I'm really interested in uh, kind of breaking taboos open. So what do we need to know about sex? There is no difference between sex and spirituality. Uh, I don't see a clear delineation between like heart energy and like pussy energy or cock energy or whatever genitals you may have and like mental energy. Like the goal for me, or I guess a goal is to have the energy flowing freely kind of throughout my entire body and to be able to feel into my energy field beyond this physical body so that I feel a sense of wholeness and kind of feel that natural genius that permeates the universe. So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but for me, sex and spirituality cannot be unlinked. Okay, so then let's go to some cultural stuff around um, <laughs> sex then, because, you know, it's been very um, impregnated into us of, of, of how much we abuse this, you know, this, whether it's, you know, with a partner, you know, if it's multiple, whatever it is, you know, float your boat, but it's like, are the way we don't learn like even in sex ed like i remember like in seventh grade we took like a sex ed class and it's like this is lubrication this is this is a condom and it's like but they didn't talk about sex you know they talked about safe being safe with sex or you know but the the, yeah. the connection part was not talked about whether it's for self you know self-love or if it's you know connection with another partner so i guess the first question is, let's start with the part with the self. Okay. So the self and self pleasuring, you know, what does, you know, what do we need to know about that? Cause I don't, I don't think parents were talking about their kids, with their kids about that. We weren't learning about it in school. You know, there's, there's so much to know about it. So I don't, I don't know the exact question I want to ask you, but I want to know, oh. you know, something that you are sharing with your clients and you know, what you know about the connection part of that. Yeah. So I guess imagine if from, you know, from the beginning, like with our parents, our first years in school, imagine if we were taught emotional, uh, emotional intelligence and emotional fluency, if we were taught how to give permission to our own emotions, no matter how difficult or dangerous or scary or unpleasant or uh, ugly they feel. I feel like that is maybe the foundation of also being able to talk about sexuality and educate around sexuality in a fearless, really loving way. Um, because sex is really powerful. It's really, really powerful. And I think this goes back to, you know, I'm sure many of us here, myself included, were killed as witches in past lives or some equivalent of that, um, have, you know, soul trauma that I've worked through around that. And so sex is very powerful. And so for society, I think, uh, it's perceived as dangerous and that's part of what gets put in a box. And, you know, connection can also be seen as dangerous because it makes, it empowers people. When people are living in their emotional fluency, their emotional power and their sexual power, like we're unstoppable. 
we're unstoppable. Like we can transform the world with love. So coming back to what you were saying, um, there's a lot of shame and I think it's really, really old. It's obviously connected to the church, uh, the church <laughs> and lots of structures that, you know, are in the process of, of disintegrating. Um, and I think we just all can step into our power to lead the way and to process whatever's remaining in our nervous systems so that we don't have to pass it on to our children or not necessarily our biological children, but our students um, and the people in our communities. So just taking responsibility for, oh, wow, that's funny. I feel shame around that. You know, how can I give love to that part of myself that, um, you know, feels dirty or, um, yeah, just isn't accepting of myself, that judges myself for being ugly or, oh, I can't, you know, I want to just kind of verge off here, like even talking about subjects like people having fantasies about incest or, you know, that you can go to all kinds of realms uh, within this topic. And the goal isn't for people to, you know, be out there practicing incest or like killing other people. I'm not saying like people should be acting these things out, but just to give the space in our consciousness to accept and love all forms of human consciousness is so transformational for the human spirit. And we tend to do this thing where we say, oh, that's so messed up that that person did that. And oh God, I would never do that. Not realizing that the whole time that that's us that we're judging and, you know, criticizing like all of human consciousness is us. So the more we can give love and acceptance and space to everything that is in the world, the more we can transform into the next level of 5D. Okay. Well, I, I bring it up only because I know there is a buzz around the whole twin flame journey, soul love, soulmates, things like that. So these are the kinds of things that interest me. Um, I've had, you know, soul connection. I've made love, you know, with someone. And um, I don't, <laughs> just from being single, I realize how many people don't know how to make love. And, and it's obviously a disconnection with themselves. Uh, it's obviously not taught in schools, you know, and it's like this fear, I'm assuming, that of being seen, you know, like the window, the eyes are the windows of the soul. And, you know, what does that really mean to have the soul connection? I think, I think everyone on some level wants that. Um, they don't know how to go about getting it. Um, they're still using sex as, you know, potentially just a tool to get off or, whatever that ends up being. And I just, for me, it's such a spiritual act and it's just unfortunate that it's, it's very, it can be very um, disheartening when you realize that, that, that togetherness is, is not as deep for someone else as it is for you. And mm. so I guess that's where I was kind of going with this, uh, of this sure. question, because I know there, especially for the women that are watching this right now, you know, who have had one night stands and have, you know, cried themselves to sleep for a month afterwards, you know, yeah. they just, they just cannot understand, um, how this is so accepted and, you know, and how they miss the signs or whatever it was. And it doesn't have to be yeah. one night and um but just in that in general so i don't know if you have anything else you want to share around Definitely. that or somebody else I wants do. to chime in okay i would love to, i'd love okay. to share more about that because that was my path you know i was really hypersexual when i was in my teens and 20s and then when i got to my 30s uh suddenly i was like i don't know how to have a connection like suddenly i wanted the marriage i wanted like the long-term partnership and it seemed like every relationship was kind of what you were saying 
wasn't necessarily a one night stand, but it was three months or six months. And somehow they would always lose interest and I would just be madly in love and I would be destroyed every single time is horrible. And it really was a process of transformation from the inside out um, and learning how to see myself deeply and love myself deeply. Um, you know, and self-pleasure was definitely a part of that. Like I was in a sexless, not quite sexless, but not quite, you know, <laughs> not often enough uh, relationship for seven years. And that was really what uh, launched me into my own self-exploration around Tantra. And I learned so much about my own spirituality and my pleasure. And, um, you know, I had to become that person that, I think somebody else, I don't remember who said this at the beginning, I had to create the space in my life for that relationship. Um, and now I'm getting married in August and living in front of a castle in France. So life can be crazy and amazing and wonderful. And, uh, you know, I think that one practice, uh, if anyone who's watching wants to try this, I challenge you to try this very uh, taboo practice is to try eye gazing uh, in the mirror, you know, just gazing into your own eyes in the mirror. And like, what if you did that while self-pleasuring? Oh my God. Like, if you can do that, that means that you could start to think about doing that with, with a partner. Mm -hmm. So um, I think everybody here would probably agree with me that you really do create the world internally um, mm. and it shows up externally. And if people are showing up in your life that, um, you know, who aren't taking care of your heart or who aren't open in their own heart uh, the way that you want to experience it. It's just like a gentle reminder to check in with yourself and like come back to what is it that I want? What do I really, really want? And then I ask myself, well, why do I want that? I want it because I want to feel good. So I want to share love with somebody. I want to feel connected. I want to feel deeply connected. And when you're in touch with that deep, authentic desire and you keep coming back to that, you, um, you will get what you want, you will find true love, mm. I promise, yeah. I feel yeah. like, so from experience, like being 5D in like all, so many areas of your life and then somehow not having the, the connection or the partner that you long for and having that still be very 3D, you know, I think um, from personal experience that we are almost hoping that the other person will somehow know how to get that part together and like bring us along. Um, I don't know if any can relate to that. It's like, you're doing, I'm, but I'm doing all this by the over here. Can't you handle that part and get us going there? And you know what? And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you can only, what's the saying? Um, people can only meet um, you as deeply as they've met themselves. And that to me has been such a powerful um, statement or mantra um, in, you know, romantic relationships that I cannot expect somebody else to know how to take me on that path. And it's probably, I mean, I'd be shocked, you know, it'd be awesome if I could meet someone that could take me on that path, but I'm probably going to be the one to have to show the ropes or to look for a partner that's closer, at least 4D, so I can like be like, okay, you're already halfway there, let's go. Um, but I think it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, if you have that soul connection, I believe it for me, it's really through the eyes. Um, it's not just about orgasm at that point. I know that you know, a lot of that has to do with Tantra and, um, you know, not just or coming or whatever. It's just really about that sacred moment. So anyway, that I thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate you. Thank you. 
Okay, so we've got about 15, 17 minutes left, and I want to make sure I give everybody some air time, and I definitely want to do um, our little... We do something called Spiritual Jeopardy um, here at the Empress Festival, just to kind of like get through as many like topics as we can. I mean, you know we've told lots of stories and we've been sharing all different kinds of um, insights around like vocabulary and things like that. But now I just want to like jive in, you know, jive in and like get some nitty gritty um, tips and techniques, tools that you have used, tools that you use for your clients um, as we go through some questions. Um, and I'm just going to like randomly pick everybody out. So be prepared for like whatever you get. <laughs> okay. So let's see here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call on you, Stephanie. How can human design help us with our spirituality? So that's, that's a great question. So human design, um, basically, if you don't know what it is, it's like a, it's a chart, it's a roadmap that uh, allows us to see why we're, why we're really here and what works best for us energetically and mentally and subconsciously and all sorts of things. So by utilizing your design and understanding what your design is um, in particularly, we're able to um, just focus on what that true thing is and what that thing really is for us. Um, because we're, you know, we're working from our soul. We're really getting an in-depth perspective of what that is and what that looks like and how to harness it. It's like, it's just like basically given a, be, being given a roadmap to to everything that makes you so great, all your strengths, all your weaknesses, or I wouldn't say weaknesses, but stuff that's not really truly meant for you that you may be holding on to that's slowing down your, your growth. So and I love it. Well, I'm going to clarify just because I know I got a reading from you that even the things that I knew deep down about myself that would probably be frowned upon, I was like, oh, it's pretty awesome that I'm a martyr. You know, because I'm like a positive martyr, you know, it was like, there's things that you would normally categorize like, like, um, as negatives or like, those aren't like things you should be proud of. And then here you are getting this reading going, I just have a whole, I was like, um, reframing, like I think in NLP, I know one of you guys does NLP, but reframing how we actually judge ourselves, even our shortcomings, because if you are coming from a spiritual place, if you're coming from a place of love from 5D, like those things are good. So I just felt like, I, I mean, I'm still like peeling off the layers from our reading. So thanks for sharing, Stephanie. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Let's go to Alyssa. Um, how, oh, let me, uh, how can dream, how can we use a dream catcher to help us with our spiritual growth? So I, the way that I like to put my dream catchers in a nutshell is that they're a physical, um, basically a little healing right there in your sacred space. That is a visual reminder and representation of where you are on your journey. So I work with um, crystals. I use crystals in my, in my dream catchers and I infuse them with Reiki healing energy. We kind of meet um, with the custom work, we get together and have a little session where we talk one-on-one -on, -one on where they are on their journey, what their intention is, um, how to kind of create that and, and put that in your space. Um, so again, working with like color therapy and the colors that what, what they represent, it's going to create that visual um, activation really for you. So, you know, th uh, this will actually is my, my husband's wheel and it's like his little shaman piece. It's got all of his favorite, you know, he's really into green, the heart chakra. And so, um, 
the different blend of colors is going to be that visual representation. Um, you know, the energy put behind it and the love put behind it. It's even as specific as, um, you know, really getting to, you know, work with my client and their guides too. I get so much insight. It kind of just gets like this download um, when I'm really able to connect with them and, and have a heart to heart with my client. Um, all of that magic, all that beauty kind of just gets put right into this little guy. And um, I make a range of sizes and things for like what, what space you're looking for. I even have like little wheels that I put in, in your car. So you have that little bit of magic and reminder um, of your beauty to, to, you know, just have with you. And so, yeah, it's kind of just like a little blend of my modalities that I, I put in the love, love and, and care into them. I sage every single one before I send it off and you have that beautiful energy just emitting from your space. Beautiful. So Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I'm going to go to you, Camden. How, oops, how are you helping to create a new earth? Mm, how am I helping to create a new earth? You know, I, I go back to awareness. I think it is how I am embodying that um, because I know that all of my clients and my students and um, uh, people that I see, they're like, you know what? You're really like walking your talk because you still have shit going on in your life and you still, you know, have all the things that, that everybody else has. You're not like living up here, like above the clouds. You're just in the reality of the same things that we're in. You have kids, you've got dogs, you've got you know, stuff that happens and you have this way of going about it that I never even thought about. So just watching you becomes a teaching. And so I feel like that's why we're all here too, is that when we live our life, our life is a teaching and it's not from an egoic place. It's not from, Hey, you know what? Look at me. It's just from a place of we're doing the work and we're living from this place of heart. And we can come into this place of compassionate understanding that, um, we all go through stuff. And like you said, Angel, it's like this soul earth or this earth school and this soul journey that we're on in the midst of all of this is transforming a new earth. And so the more that we're willing to become aware, the more that we're willing to dive in, the more that we're willing to open and blossom and be in the space of open heartedness, then that is creating a new earth. Every step, every step, every breath, every breath. Beautiful. Love it. Thanks so much for sharing. That was Thank you. perfectly said. Okay. So let's go to, okay. I'm going to go to you, Raja, because you talked about the last time we were talking, you talked about sovereignty. So talk to, tell us a little bit about what sovereignty is and why it's essential during our spiritual development. Yeah. So self-sovereignty is, um, my, uh, one of my many words, but, um, something that I, um, aim to offer to my clients um, or to facilitate for them. So it goes along with your ascension process. Um, as we peel back the layers, as I discussed earlier, um, we're not just doing that with our present lifetime, our present programming from zero to five or zero to seven. Um, because if we think of our soul as a string and um, like that is used to build a necklace. And then we have the pearls on the necklace, which are the many lives or lifetimes or dimensions um, that we exist within or have existed within. Then we can see that the, how the necklace is built and what self-sovereignty offers is the freedom to be fully present in this lifetime 
time that we have committed to. So we're no longer operating from, and I like to look at it as like um, screens on a telephone. So we have all these operating screens in the background, they're running and they're lowering our battery, right? So um, if we swipe up all of the screens, and then we are fully present in the now. And that's similar to self-sovereignty is just being able to not be running any background programming from another dimension, from soul contracts, from you know past life programming, all of these things that we really, um, we have self-sovereignty. We have the freedom to say, I'm not living from this, you know, um, story or this narrative anymore, whether it was five lifetimes ago, the last lifetime you incarnated, or this one. Um, giving yourself the permission to release and to surrender, again, that word, <laughs> of um, being fully present. So being, being mindful, yes, that's a practice of being in the now, um, but it's more than that. It's, it's, on a soul level, on you know, being in alignment with everything that we chose in this lifetime, so that we can be fully activated and fully present to be, you know, um, offering our gifts to be of service to um, the the community um, and and the you know and to Mother Earth. So yeah, it's just the the self sovereignty is such a huge piece. It's it's the gift that we receive, and I and I. I think of it as like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but I've kind of made my own. And at the end, at the bottom is just allowing to explore yourself, like self-exploration, which then births self-awareness. And then from self-awareness, we have um, self-worth, self-love, self-value. And then at the top, the pinnacle is that self-sovereignty. So building just from a place of, you know, simply just asking yourself to explore um, what is this or that in my life? How is that showing up? Where is it coming from? Um, and, and asking yourself the bigger questions, diving in, doing the work um, to create the space for greater self-sovereignty because we are, I mean, spirit, uh, they, they all, your guide spirit, they all operate from um, divine consent and they're all here being willing to support and help you in this work. Um, all you have to do is ask and be willing to, to receive. So. Love it. Thank you, Raja. I love listening to you speak. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so Libby, um, what's a either daily practice or a, a ritual that you do on a regular basis that pr gives you the best result? That's a trick question. <laughs> There's so many. Um, I think one of my favorite ones to do, it's, hey, just don't laugh, please, nobody laugh. <laughs> but one of my favorite things to do is um, when I get up in the morning, I go into my office and I have one of those great big giant yoga balls and I sit on that and that is when I meditate because that way I won't fall asleep. Wait, what is it that you're sitting on? Big yoga ball. Okay. Yeah, those really huge giant ones that really like look like the blog in a circus. <laughs> so I sit on that and I do my meditation in the morning and that helps me not fall asleep because sometimes when you get into meditation, you get really, really deep mm. and you do tend to fall asleep. That helps me set my balance for the day, literally. 
so that I step away feeling a little bit more in control of my body, more in control of my mind, I'm more refreshed, and it's simple and easy. I love it. I have one of those balls. <laughs> I, it's one of the one, like the workout ball, right? Like that you do like yeah. abs step. Okay, I have that. Okay, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. I'm like laughing in a good way because, well, first of all, like it gives you really good posture. You know it, what I mean? It like does. Sit there yeah. and, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's okay, let's go to Christina. Hmm, let's talk about um, oh, what's a favorite herb or plant that you would recommend to those who are experiencing um, fear? Um, I think the best one in order to dispel it and calm you is violet. I grew up with my great-grandmother, my Cuban great-grandmother, she and my grandma. It was a thing that there was a perfume called Violetas, and it's basically just a violet perfume, and it was obviously to make the baby smell lovely, but it was also to protect them. So when I started handcrafting all of my own goodies, I made my own formula, and violet is the main like ingredient that I use for everything because, like I said, it's an amazing energy. It calms you. It helps to break and bust anything as far as negative energy, you know, bad spirits, bad vibes, anything like that. So as far as fear, not only does it calm your spirit, it calms your fears and it also removes whatever is bringing that upon you. Love it. Violet. I don't know about that one. I'm going to check it out. Thank you for sharing. Of course. All right. Let's go to you, Jessica. Oh, what do I want to give you? How about, okay, um, what is one technique that you use on a regular basis that has helped you um, overcome grief? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. So I integrate strategies with energy healing whether it's for self or for clients. Um, so I don't really have one thing. Um, even my Healers Academy is all alchemy classes. And so I intuitively draw from whatever I'm needing that day. Um, but every day I start with movement, meditation, and I have a really strong journaling commitment. Um, that now, how I do those things may change day to day, week to week, month to month, but those are three things that I am committed to every morning. Tell us a little bit about journaling. So for those of you, like, I'm sure there's people listening, like, well, I have a notebook. Am I supposed to write down, like, like care about spelling? Like, do I do every detail? Like, what's your, what's your um, two cents on how to best journal to get the best result? Is it about releasing and just getting things out? Is it, you know, is there another protocol or... Well, I think it's like D all of the above. And I believe that we are our own healers, right? I believe that you also, I just want to back that up, that you also need other people to hold space for you to help you catch your blind spots. So you definitely want to work with coaches and healers and therapists who are holding that space for you to, to, to be the healer of your own life and self. Um, so I actually am a lover, like I said, of words. So great questions are like my jam. Um, I actually have a journaling card deck coming out next year. Um, cool. So <laughs> I don't have one journal practice, 
But one of my favorite things to do right now is, uh, and I'll give you guys, I guess, two things. One quick thing is you could check in with your higher self, like higher self, um, show me what I need to see and actually tap at the eyes. So say higher self, I tap my crown, the top of your head, higher self, show me what I need to see, tap at your eyes, tell me what I need to hear, tap at your ears. For my highest good, tap at your heart and the highest good of all others, opening your hands, opening your heart. So higher self, show me what I need to see. Tell me what I need to hear for my highest good and all others today. And just put your pen to paper. Don't judge yourself. Don't think about it. Just be in fluidity. Even if you have a blank page, then that's an invitation to stillness and being present, right? There is no wrong or right way to connect with yourself. Um, meditation, journaling, all of these tools are ways to connect and access that wisdom, that love, you know, all those things inside of yourself. Um, but one of my practices right now, I'll give you an abbreviated version of it because it's pretty com com complex, long, um, is I write, how do I feel? So what are you feeling? And that could be the good, the bad, the ugly. You may feel amazing or you may feel really amazing and really crappy when you get up in the morning. Um, you may feel just crappy, right? And that's okay. We want to put it on the paper to give it breath so that you can release it. So you're not just running through the day, carrying that load with you. And then the next thing is, um, what do I want and how do I want to feel, right? So what are you wanting to create and how do you feel when you're creating, what energy you're in when you're creating that? And then another piece that I do underneath that, which I feel like is the biggest key, is I write the word identity, dot, dot, dot. What do you identify? What is your identity? And this is really powerful because this is where your shadows will show themselves to you. Um, you can't hide from that. Like in your, your identity, some days my identity is divinity and truth and love and peace and all that amazing elevated motion. But if I'm having a moment or an experience or a thought or feeling of doubt or frustration or fear, what am I identifying with inside of that, right? So being honest with yourself, but again, not judging it. And then the next piece is to write it's vision. So what is that future vision that you're going to manifest as it's already done? So for example, one of mine is writing out, I'm sitting in this French cafe and I have a tear shutting down my face as I listen to this, you know, particular song and I'm sipping my very specific detailed cappuccino and I'm watching my best friend walk in the door because we finally took that trip, mm. you know, and it even makes me like tear up and have all the feelings just saying it to you in a few sentences now. And that helps you embody the essence and the energy of what you're wanting to create because it's all about folding electromagnetically folding into what you do want and not folding into what you don't want. And to do that, yes, you do have to heal core wounds and the things that show up individually, collectively, lineage, all that. But when you commit to a daily practice like that for yourself, you hold yourself in accountability um, and you find what's showing up to be healed, right? So that it can be transmuted very quickly. Beautiful. Thank you. Welcome. Hope you guys are gonna like taking notes here because there's like 20 little nuggets of journaling in there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica. I appreciate your wisdom. All right, Ashley, what, what do I got for you, Ashley? If there was one piece of advice that you can give our listeners today that would, that would help them to overcome any negativity 
that is pressed upon them as they're going through the transformation that is the spiritual process, what would it be? Mm. Um, I would say accept that any negativity is simply part of the process, but it's not your truth. And that's a quick, simple reframe because it would be absolute BS for me to sit here and tell you that a spiritual awakening, your evolution from the 3D to the 5D is going to be all love and light because baby girl, no, it's not. <laughs> um, it's one of the most uh, heartbreaking, messy, just biggest roller coaster ride of your life. But the point is, it's a ride. So even in those moments of negativity, whether you're receiving that from externally, um, because again, this is very universal, a part of your spiritual awakening, um, maybe judgment from people that you thought were your biggest supporters, from people that you thought uh, loved you, quote unquote, unconditionally, and they become threatened or bothered or uncomfortable <laughs> by your growth from the 3D to the 5D. What's so important is to remember is what I said, that accept it as part of the process all you can do is love people where they are at. It's just like you said, Angel, right? They, we can only be met with how far we are or, or something along those lines, right? And so accept that it's not your truth. And when it's negativity towards yourself, it's time to get curious and unpack that. If that negativity is coming from within, um, why is that there? Um, what is it that's being affected by that emotion? And what do you want to experience instead? It's all about noticing what you're noticing. Your main core responsibility is to be a constant, non-judgmental observer of your thoughts, your feelings, and emotions and getting to the root of why they are and how they are, the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between, and just leaning into them, cultivating a safe space for that, whatever that looks like for you, whether you want to journal through it, meditate through it, tap your way through it, reframe your way through it, do it in a way that feels good to you, but know that nothing's final. No feeling is final, even the negativity towards yourself, um, unless you choose that, right? And you can always choose something new. Emotions are simply states, and those states can be accessed at any given moment, but you won't be able to access something new unless you are aware of how you're feeling right now and then what you want to experience instead. Beautiful. Love it. Oh, gosh, you guys, so many golden nuggets. Okay, we're gonna, I know we're a little bit over. I've got two more questions. I got one for Andrea and one for Robin, but I just wanted to clarify what you just said, Alyssa, um, excuse me, Ashley, um, that, you know, just because you're here listening to all of these beautiful women talk about the spiritual journey, you know, we're still on the journey. You know, there's always more to heal. There's more, always more to uncover. Remember, we're in an infinite world right now so like it's like there's never an ending here so we're all still working through stuff um and it's it's just a, it's a lifetime journey it's it is a roller coaster and you know if you're gonna follow the phases of the planets and the moons you're always going to be like why am i like a crabby bitch today and it's like it's just one of those things it's just part of life um nobody has it all figured out but we're doing our best to develop new tools and techniques which is exactly what the empress festival is here all about so thank you ashley Thank you, Angel. Okay, so...
I'm going to go to Andrea and we have Andrea and then Robin, and then we're going to wrap it all up with a big bow. Um, Andrea, so someone who's listening to this Empress Festival today, actually probably many of them are wondering how they can discover, you know, their soul's how to manifest their soul's vision. You know, what is your two cents and advice towards that question? Yes. So the biggest thing for me and lots of people who I work with is quiet time, stillness and meditation. Um, and for me, I find a couple, like some people just can't meditate. And so you go and find something that brings you into like the present moment. Mm. And the whole purpose of meditation. I'm just like so passionate about this. All the tricks we create for getting into the zone into meditation is just to be in surrender and connect with this source. Right? Or in this place of just pure source awareness, it heals. It heals profoundly and that's all we need to do is get to that place and it shifts things back into alignment. So I meditate every single day and night. I, it's like, it's home. It's my favorite place to be. And so I, it just aligns me into the present moment. And there are other ways we get, can get into this meditation zone, right? We can be, we could we be artists, right? Where do we lose time? Where does every, the whole world dissolve around us where we come to just so present awareness? That's our journey. That's our meditation zone. That's where we go so that we get refueled and reconnect and just allow this present source awareness to do its work. I love it. Oh my gosh. So I know especially for the newbies who are just like, I don't, I can't sit still. I don't want to meditate. I don't, I can't do it. You just kind of summed it up for them. Like you don't have to meditate. You just have to get in a meditative zone. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. That was like a nugget right there. Meditate. For me, quick thing was like bike riding. I love bike riding. It just makes me so happy. So I go bike riding. So anything that gets you to that place of like even joyful child inner state, it's, so much fun. Oh, good. I know, and I was definitely one of those people. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and like pose with the, with the things on my, on my knees. I, I just couldn't get there, you know, but I have so many, I mean, I probably meditate several hours a day because I'm always doing something, whether it's pulling a couple Oracle cards or it's just listening to soothing music and petting my dog. Like, it's just like, there's always these little mini moments. Um, but those little mini moments, they add up you know, to your day. So I'm so glad that you said that because I think there's probably people that are just like, I don't know if the spirituality thing is for me. Like, I just can't sit there. And I think you just answered that question really beautifully. So thank you so much, Andrea. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. So we started this whole thing with Robin and we're going to end it here. And I just want to, I want to make sure that I give you, um, the juicy question. We're going to wrap this whole thing up with a bow because this has been so miraculous. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So I'm like really waiting for source to be like, you got to ask Robin this because we got to wrap it all up. And I'm really feeling, um, because today we have entered into the Zodiac sign of Leo. Um, the sun is in Leo. We are still in Mercury retrograde. We've got like what five other planets in retrograde. So things are a little wonky right now. 
But Leo is the sun, you know, the sun is the child and it brings light to darkness and it's playful and it's warm. So how can we get into this feeling of warmth within our soul? Like if we feel kind of bitter right now about something, we got a bittersweet like taste in our mouth about something that just happened. How, what, what piece of wisdom can you share with us to help us add more warmth into our hearts? For others, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I'm fire sign too. I'm Sagittarius. So I have a lot of respect for Leo and their center of attention quality and the, all the eyes on them. And I think sometimes that warmth comes from being uncomfortable. I think that there's a type of warmth that is that excitement and that the butterflies and and I'm. I'm excited, but our brains process fear and excitement the same way. So that fear that I'm warm because I'm sweating and I, I'm heating up because I'm uncomfortable. I think that like the, the paradox, we talk about the duality of that light and dark and the, how do we get warm? Well, sometimes we get warm because we feel good. And sometimes we get warm because we don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, there's no shortage of things that we can do that heat us up or make us warm, but it comes down to love versus fear. Is that making me angry? Is that making me hot? Or is that making me hot? Like, is that, you know, and so I think that the things that we can do is just know that we have that choice to react from a place of love and not fear. If it's heating me up in a bad way, how can I convert that into a catalyst that really fuels my fire? Um, and it's, so what everybody's saying, it's choosing love, not fear, but identifying when it is like the fire feels hot and, and use that to melt your, your swords, use that as that alchemy to really push you forward and, and embrace it, like get hot in here, you know, (laughs) like, so I think that, I think that we all encounter those things, but it's, it's having the courage to do something that makes us hot and uncomfortable as much as the permission and indulgence to really be hedonistic about something that makes us hot in a good way. So wow. I love my 93 degree kitchen in Connecticut right now, ladies. I love it. Get fired up. Yeah. I love it. You know, we've, I feel like from a very small age, you know, we've been programmed to think that we're not supposed to have these certain feelings. We're not supposed to get mad. We're not supposed to cry in front of people or whatever this, you know, the, the programming was. And, you know, I find that, you know, through this process of, you know, my own divinity that I let myself get mad, but because I've done so much work and I have so many tools, it doesn't last that long. So it's okay if you're having, you know, a so-called negative emotion, but talk to Stephanie, like all of these things I thought were like bad things about myself, they were actually like gifts, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of- When the fever burns to get rid of things, right? So sometimes you got to let it, let let the fire burn, let it burn up your, yeah. Feels everything. So this was amazing, you guys. I hope that you guys are feeling as high as I am right now. I have a full day ahead of me, but this has just kick-started to so, much, so many epiphanies and so much creativity. I want to thank all of our listeners, all of you guys who are catching the replay of this. I hope that you've got your journal and that you're rewinding and stop and playing and, and checking out all of these amazing women. They are all in the Empress Festival Facebook group. They are going to be leaving their Instagram and website handles below this video. So if somebody connected or multiple 
follow them on Instagram, find out who they are and how you can work together. Um, I want to thank you guys all so much. Um, if you guys have not picked up Holistic Fashionista Magazine, they write articles for the magazine. It's a great resource on the spiritual journey. So love and light to every single one of you. I'm going to go ahead and unmute everybody. Thank you. Oh my gosh, there's so many comments. Okay. I just wanted to unmute everybody so I could like hear everybody's beautiful voice as we say goodbye. Thank you guys all. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So much love. Bye, everyone. <laughs>